A lot of people think posture and just go, oh yeah, it's the way that we look. It's that hunched over look and feeling. But if you have poor posture, you can't take a full deep breath. You can't breathe properly because everything is compressed. Your digestive system isn't going to be functioning as well as what it could be because it's all sitting there compressed. If you can't get a full deep breath in the whole time, then you're not going to have as much oxygen through your body. So your energy levels might be lower. There is research out there now coming out with brain function and posture um, so that if we can work on our posture and get better posture then our brains are going to function better um, and it's just there's so many little things that it's I think we just need to change our perception of what posture is because there is so much more more to it. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hello, balancers, and welcome to episode 72 of The Balance Theory podcast. I just want to start off by thanking each and every one of you for tuning in for another guest episode. We are going to hear some tools and tips that are going to help you reach and find your own unique version of balance. Now, last week on our Monday Muse episode, I did drop some big, big news, some big personal news. And that is that I will be moving overseas in a couple of weeks time. My partner and I are relocating to Dubai, which is very, very exciting. And so many of you have sent me such beautiful messages on Instagram, wishing me well and just sending some really warm hugs and virtual love. So I just want to thank everybody who has done that. I would love to hear if any of you have also made a big move like that and want to share your experience. So don't be a stranger if that has been you. But I just wanted to thank everyone who reached out because I was very overwhelmed by all the love and support. I did also want to say in the last couple of weeks, we've had quite a lot of you also jump on and and roll yourselves in the goal setting workshop. So I haven't spoken about this for a couple of weeks time because I know a lot of you already did sign up, but I have had a little bit of an influx and I did just want to take a moment to Remind you all that goal setting is not something you have to do on a Monday. It's not something you have to do in January. It's not even something you have to do at the start of the month. If you are not making the progress you want towards your goals, if you feel stuck on your journey, if you feel like you want just a little bit of additional support in really helping you reach your goals, then this is the course for you. I have put this together not for people who are necessarily unmotivated or have a lack of direction, but of course it will serve you if that is you. But it really is for those people who really want to achieve what they've set out for themselves. They have every intention of getting there, but there are challenges and hurdles. Maybe your mind's playing tricks on you and it's telling you you can't get there, that you're not worthy of achieving what you want. Or maybe you just don't have the strategy in place to monitor your progress or curate your lifestyle to make it conducive to actually achieving those goals. So if you feel like you're sort of standing in your own way or you're a little bit stuck on where to go next, then this course is definitely for you. I'm going to pop a link in the show notes below to a very short episode I did answering all questions I had at the time about the course. So if you're in a position where you feel stuck and you really want to push past any barriers you might have at the moment, I would really urge you to just have a read of some of the reviews, have a listen to that short episode. It might be the right thing for you to do at this point in time when we're not quite at the halfway mark of the year. There's still a lot of time to turn things around and really achieve your goals. And of course, you can always jump on Instagram and message me if you do want to have a chat about, I guess, where you're at and if the course is the right fit for you. That being said, I'm Really excited to introduce today's guest. We've got Dr. Amy Brown on, who is a holistic chiropractor. She's also a personal trainer. Are you ready for this? Ultra marathon runner 
and a mother of three based in Manning in Perth. She is passionate about the mind-body connection and she takes a multidisciplinary approach to treatment. So what I really love about Amy's practice is she looks at all aspects of well-being from diet to lifestyle to mindset to sleep to exercise. So it's not just about the crack and go style, which I love. And as many of you would know who have listened to the episode I did with my partner, who's also a chiropractor, is a philosophy I really embody and appreciate. Today, she shares her insight into that approach, as well as a concept called neuroemotional technique, which I think is something that's really interesting. So this revolves around the idea when you get a physical pain that's really linked to your stress response. So it's not necessarily that you've injured yourself. It could just be like a flare up whenever you get stressed. I know for me, that's neck pain, something we talk about a lot in today's episode. We also talk about posture. Now, I know what you're thinking. You just need to fix your posture so that, you know, you can avoid back pain or ailments or old age and things like that. But Amy really opens up my eyes and I'm sure all of your eyes today as well, just as to why posture is so critical to everything we do from our current state of health to all the different functions of our body. So it's quite incredible how across the board posture can impact things. She also gives some tips on how to improve sleep. Shares her thoughts on like sit-stand desks and posture when working. I know a lot of you sit a lot of the day, so you'll enjoy that. And I also quiz her on her long marathon passion, which is something that is very curious to me, but I loved her insight on it. You can connect with Amy more on Instagram or on her website. I've popped links in the show notes below. And just before we dive in, if you've been loving our content, then I would absolutely love for you to do one of two things or both if you're feeling extra. That is share this episode with somebody who you think will enjoy it, who needs to fix their posture. Absolutely. And secondly, if you haven't already, leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps the podcast reach new balances and grow our ongoing community. Sending love to you all. Let's dive straight in. Alrighty, today I have the honor of being joined by Dr. Amy Brown. Amy, a very warm welcome to the Balance Theory podcast. It's so lovely to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to be here. (laughs) No problem. Now, we just spoke very briefly off air about this crazy run you did last week. Some five-day run, like a lot of people, you know, aim for like a five, ten kilometer, but we're talking 350 Ks. Can you tell me a little bit about this run you just did? (laughs) Yeah, so it's a little bit crazy. So it's called Delirious West um, and it's a 200 mile. (laughs) Delirious, yep. (laughs) Um, Quite delirious by midway through. Uh, So it's 200 miles and it's along the Bibbulmun track, um, which is a pretty rugged track um, over here in WA. And it's, you basically start on Wednesday and you keep going until you do the 200 miles so for the guys that win it um, they are just amazing and they do it in sort of 55 60 hours and for me it takes closer to it was 99 and a half hours or 98 something this time and you just go and you run on caffeine tablets and sugar and I had about five hours sleep over that whole duration so it's yeah it's just it's it sounds ridiculous but it's actually really good fun and I have an amazing support crew that sort of make sure I eat and drink and keep moving and yeah it's it's good fun to see how far you can push your body yeah that is incredible now I'm very curious are you running silent or do you have like a podcast or music and who charges those things along the way so many questions right now (laughs) 
I know, there's so many questions, right? Um, so we have to take um, battery charges as part of our mandatory gear. So we have a whole bunch of stuff that we have to um, carry with us for safety reasons. Uh, so we can always have our phones and all of that things charged. A lot of the time, if I'm running with someone or if there's someone there, then I try not to listen to anything and sort of use their company. Uh, but if I get bits, there was legs where I didn't see anyone for sort of three or four hours at a time. So that's when I jump into the music or the podcast, whatever sort of uh, takes my fancy, especially over the nighttime legs, having some music pumping, running through the forest, no one else around. It's, uh, it's a really cool experience. I imagine that would actually kind of be borderline therapeutic. Um, but do you, uh, do you just lose track of the time, just kind of keep like don't even realize how much time's passed. Like where's your headspace at? <laughs> Look, sometimes you are you lose hours and you just go, whoa, that was so fast. Um, other times you literally count every minute and every step and every like you look at your watch and you think you've done a kilometre and you've done a hundred meters. So it does completely, yeah, depend on where your head's at. Um and yeah, that's when you want someone with you to sort of change change where your mindset's at, change it up or, or feed you some more caffeine tablets as what happened. My crew worked out, worked really well for me. Yeah, awesome. So <laughs> other than running these crazy marathons, uh, can you tell me a little bit about what you do when you're not on the track? Yeah, so, so in my normal life, um, <laughs> I am a, a holistic chiropractor. I've been a chiro for 10, 12 years now. Um, I've got a clinic in Manning in Perth. I'm also a trained personal trainer. I've done that for a couple of years. I have three kids at home, so they're five, seven and nine, an amazing husband. And yeah, that's what I do when I'm not running. And it all just fits together nicely. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's a nice intersection of, I guess, all your passions from what I'm hearing. So what does a holistic chiropractor mean? Like if I, a lot of people obviously have a very baseline understanding of what a chiropractor does. My partner's a chiropractor. What is a, how does a holistic chiropractor vary to a traditional one? Yeah, so I say we, obviously normally a chiropractor is going to look at you as a whole body. That's one of the beautiful things about chiropractic, but we take it sort of a bit of a step further and we use a range of different techniques where we're actually working on the impact that stress and emotions have on the body. We're working with your brain and the brain body connection. Um, we literally dive into everything from sleep to diet to movement to stress to drinking water, all of those things and really work to address all of them. So we, we don't just go, yep, that's cool, that might be causing that. We really want to work out what it is that's causing the problems and how we can put all those pieces of the puzzle together and what tools we can use in the clinic and different techniques that a lot of chiropractors don't necessarily use. Um, and then working with people to so they can do simple things outside of the clinic, um, which then gets them the best results. Yeah, I love that. And I've actually found the more health practitioners I work with, the the ones that really have that holistic approach, I get the best results because nothing works in isolation. The body's incredibly so connected that even, you know, to a point your emotions impact your mobility sometimes. Like it's, it's a crazy link. And I know you do uh, a lot of work in that space. And I've been introduced to a concept called neuro-emotional technique from your work. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about what that is, because it sounds very, very interesting to me and how it can actually help us regulate emotions. Yeah, so it's really cool. So yeah, neuro-emotional technique or NET, basically works on the premise that every time we have a stress or a thought or an emotion, our body physiologically responds 
to that. And that is becoming not such of a new concept to people. They're starting to understand that maybe their headaches are caused by stress or irritable bowel can have a stress response or um, shoulder tension can be a stress response. Butterflies in your tummy, that's an emotional response. So emotions and stress aren't necessarily bad things. Like we don't necessarily want to get rid of them, but we want to be able to have them without them having a negative impact on our body. So that's where the NET works in finding out where our body's sort of holding on to these essentially bad patternings or patternings that aren't ideal for our function and helps your body to, to process and change them. So we use muscle testing um, and organ links and things like that to work out where your body's holding on to it and help it process. So that the example I use is if you had a car accident with a red van that hit you, Every time you then see a red van, you're automatically gonna tense. Your body's naturally gonna do that. So we work with stopping that, that link so that you can see a red van, maybe have the emotional feeling, but without it causing the, the physical symptoms um, in you. And then the more that we can sort of even out the stress and the emotions in the body, the better you're gonna function um, overall. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I, I have something similar where every time I get really overwhelmed or stressed, I instantly get neck pain. Like even if I haven't been, you know, like they call it text neck. I know in the Cairo world, like Mm -hmm. when you're looking down all the time or (laughs) on the computer or whatnot, like even if I haven't been doing too much of that, if I'm stressed, that's the first thing that flares up for me. So I find that, yeah, I find that really interesting. How can people distinguish when it's a gen, because obviously there are genuine injuries, things happen like in life or when it's emotionally related. Like, I mean, with that one, I've worked out just because it's been a pattern, but is there something, uh, is there a clear distinction or do you only really find that out through testing? I think it's through working with people. So they will then start to become aware like you have, to know that when they are more stressed that this might happen and, and vice versa. And to know that sometimes it's not necessarily a stress that will cause that one thing, it's more that when your body is in an all over stress state, that is more likely to occur. So again, it's just about putting those pieces together and that it's not necessarily one thing, it's just your body can only deal with so much. So you have to put those layers and start to peel back, peel back those layers. So yeah, a lot of the time it's through discussions and talking and um, bringing people's awareness to it a little bit more, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very curious because I feel like this is quite a niche um, segment of chiropractic. It's not really one I've heard about before. So how did you sort of niche into it? Was it just a combination of, the pas- uh, of like of your passions coming together? Did you further study? Like how did it sort of come about? Um, so I was brought up like this. My mum is a chiropractor um, and has done these sorts of techniques um, forever. So this is sort of the version of chiropractic that I know. Um, and I did graduate um, and go and practice somewhere else where I didn't sort of do it. And I just, it wasn't my jam. Like I was just like, I know there's more to it than this and I can help people in a different way um, than what just doing an adjustment can do. So I was like, I, there's more that I can do and more that I can help people. So it's just, yeah, extra training, extra all of that. But it's, to me, this is what chiropractic is. It's what I've always known um, as what chiropractic is. I think there's something really beautiful to be said in that um, in your in your journey there because I think a lot of people may think oh there might be a better way to do something or there's something I feel like I could offer more than than what my you know my current job is allowing me to do for example but they don't pursue that and I think you're a perfect example of when you do the, how much beauty can come out of that and you're really your true essence and your true 
what you inject into your profession can actually come to the surface. So I think that's just a nice reminder to anybody listening who may feel that, um, what do we say, like a void in what they're doing or if there's something more they can inject, just, you know, really start seriously, seriously thinking about how they can make that happen. Yeah, because I think anyone can. There's a discussion I actually had out on the trail the other week with someone how you, if you're doing something you're not passionate about, why? Like there are so many options these days and different avenues and different things you can add on or do whatever. Like I really just don't think there's much of an excuse for doing a nine to five job that you just aren't passionate about. Like I know there's obviously situations where that is what it is, but um, yeah, for a lot of people, there's different things that they could do um, to find that passion. Yeah, absolutely. And and on the note of passion, uh, before we go back to sort of, I guess, what you do and your expertise, I was reading this great thing the other day and it was talking about how uh, if you're not, so say what you're you're good at, right, where your potential sits, if you're not working in a space where that can actually be realized, then you're going to just feel like you're not good at what you do and you don't enjoy it. So it's kind of like if you have a fish that wants to be an elephant, you know, no matter how much it tries to be that, to work in that job and do that thing, it's just not conditioned its environment is not its potential doesn't lie there so i think if you know your potential lies elsewhere and your environment's not curating that to the full potential then that's definitely something to pay attention to but we do digress yes. a little bit back onto <laughs> that's uh <laughs> that's what podcasting is it's all these different that's tangents and that's yep, the beauty I of it. it but um i do want to pick your brain on i guess your expertise and uh one thing i think a lot of people think of when they think of chiropractor is posture so I know you did a little bit of work or writing about why this should be one of your 2022 New Year's resolutions. And I know we're now a little bit further on in the year, but it's never too late to to set these and readdress these. Why is it that this year should be the year that people should be setting that as a New Year's resolution? Yeah, I think it's just something so simple that people can work on that basically it's very hard to find someone with perfect posture i don't have perfect posture no one does so it's something that we can all work on but has such a massive impact on the way that we function so a lot of people think posture and just go oh yeah it's the way that we look it's that hunched over look and feeling but if you have poor posture you can't take a full deep breath you can't breathe properly because everything is compressed your digestive system isn't going to be functioning as well as what it could be because it's all sitting there compressed if you can't get a full deep breath in the whole time then you're not going to have as much oxygen through your body so your energy levels might be lower there is research out there now coming out with brain function and posture um, so that if we can work on our posture and get better posture then our brains are going to function better Um, and it's just there's so many little things that it's I think we just need to change our perception of what posture is because there is so much more more to it and as well if you want your brain like we want our brains to be able to do all the things that they need to do you want it to be able to work on its um thinking and memory and metabolism and all those things whereas a lot of your brain power is actually spent finding where your body is in space and that gravitational pulls and things like that so if you have a really distorted posture or a really distorted way of sitting all the time then your brain is spending so much energy on working out where your body is so it then can't do all those other things and again and then you look at the other way 90% of your spinal 90% of your brain stimulation and nutrition comes from spinal movement 
So you want the movement to go back up to stimulate it. So it's just um, one of those things where I think it's relatively simple uh, for people to have a, to do. And it just, as I said, clearly opens up all these different avenues um, of, of health and of better function um, for a relatively simple thing for people to work on. Yeah, no, I love that link. It's really like opened up the spectrum of why posture is important. It's not just, you know, to avoid aches and pains and old age and whatnot. It is this holistic, rightly so in your line of work, holistic approach to the body and all the body's function. So I think that's a really great eye-opening way to look at posture. And at the end of the day, it's free for you to work on your posture. It's something you can just be aware of and do small things every day. Um, you can do it yourself subject to whether you want to use those. I don't, is there anything to be said for those zappy shoulder pulling back machines? <laughs> I have this is one thing that I haven't tried is the zappy things I keep meaning to um, and I mean in theory surely they're gonna work it's if it's just reminding you to get into a good posture perfect um, and if that's gonna work better than I say popping up a reminder on your computer um, to sit up straight or having post-it notes everywhere that works whatever I'm a fan of whatever works whatever absolutely works for you. absolutely and so I guess it's a bit about why posture should be you know, something we focus on this year. So when we talk about good posture or, you know, correct posture, what does that actually look like? So what we really don't want, one of the biggest things we see is this head sort of dropping forward, um, which is the text neck thing that you were talking about before. So you really want your ears to be in line with your shoulders, which can make you look like you've got a bit of a double chin. So that's one of the exercises that we actually give people. That's the one I have chin. to do when I'm stressed out. <laughs> My partner's like, do it on the bed. <laughs> yep, that's it. Um, and then as well, the other, other cue that we give people is we used to always just say shoulders back, which doesn't really fix much. So we always say bring your chest up which then straightens out all through your spine and in your back. And then shoulder rolls and bringing your shoulder blades to your back pockets. So if you think about trying to get your shoulder blades back and down to your back pockets, then that's gonna bring all of your shoulders and that, that back into a good spot. So they're my three main cues um, that I use for people. Yeah, awesome. I once heard this thing as well, and it was, there is no like i mean obviously there's good posture but they were saying as long as you're moving or changing your position every 20 minutes your body then can't get good at bad posture because you're just constantly moving so if you're you know leaning on one leg or up on your heels or standing up whatever it is as long as you're changing that every 20 minutes then you know because your body gets good at what you do for a prolonged period of time so is that correct I 100% agree. It's one of my biggest things. It's why I love sit-stand desks. Oh, um, I have two. I I'm obsessed. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's why I don't love just a standing or just a sitting. I love them throwing in a fit ball for people to sit on, um, those sorts of things. So it really is, it's, yeah, movement and change. Your body gets exactly what you're saying. Your body gets used to being in that one position. So even if it's, I say, even if it's the best ergonomical setup that you can have, if you're in that for 10 hours a day, your body's not gonna love it and you're gonna have aches and pains. Um, so it is about that constant constant changing it up as well, 100%. Yeah, so on that note, for people who have either maybe just a sitting desk or just a standing desk, what I used to do when I was in an office that couldn't provide both or just the ones that move, was I would just set a reminder every 20 minutes and just made sure, you know, neck side to side, just stretch the body out a little bit, rotations, just move the body, go for a little stroll. Like if, you know, there's always something you can do every single day to work towards it. 
yeah, even if it's just, as I said, some neck stretches, some shoulder rolls, those sorts of things. Move your mouse slightly, your mouse pad slightly is one of my favorite things. So it just changes it up a little bit. So yeah, there's always something that you can do to get movement in, in some way. Yeah. Awesome. I love all of those tips. Another thing I always love learning about is sleep. And if there's anything to be said about improving sleep, I'm here for it. And I know you, um, you speak a little bit about how to wind down the body before bed each night. And so I'm curious to know, is that a a routine? Is it a set of habits? You know, what are your thoughts on, I guess, improving our quality of sleep? Yeah, sleep is so key. That's when your body is healing and recovering and doing all the lovely things that it needs to do to to get through the next day. So it's really, really important. And I just like to pull people up that if they're getting five or six hours and they think that's acceptable, it's not. Your body will start to not like you after a while. Um, and I do. For me, it's after one day. After one day yeah, of a five, six hour night, forget it. Not great. Um, unless, of course, babies, young kids, all of that. That's a different story. We can't avoid that. Um, but I do think a few of my key things for good quality sleep is obviously the off screen time. We all know um, with that, that's fairly common these days, although a lot of us don't do so well at it. Um, I am one of those. Um, sleeping in a dark room is something that's really easy to do as well. So making sure there's no lights on and shining in, especially for kids, because that can really impact the melatonin in the brain. So sleeping in a dark room and then getting up into a bright space. So opening up blinds, turning on lights um, to get that brain getting going in the morning. And then just taking the time to wind down at night. So whether that is, for some people that's having a nice warm shower and sort of washing away the day, for some people that is taking five or 10 minutes to have a really nice stretch. Um, For some people it's just finding a few minutes to stop and breathe as they lay, lay in bed. So I don't have a strict this, this and this. I think it's again, finding out what it works for you. Uh, One thing that I do love and recommend for most people is a pen and paper by the bed. Um, So not necessarily to journal your whole day, but if you can't switch off or you've got things that you're thinking about and can't get out of your brain, you can quickly jot it down on a pen and paper and then you know it's there in the morning. So you can stop thinking about it. You're not going to forget it. It's there and and it's good to go. So I find that really helps. And if you do want to journal and write things down, get it out doesn't matter you don't need to turn your night light on because you don't need to see you don't need to read it just get it out write it over the top um, and get it out of your head and and onto paper Um, and obviously the meditation apps and all of those sorts of headspace calm apps are amazing I personally don't like them Um, I don't like um, just me personally, the the voices and the this and the that, but people swear by them. So many patients, like I recommend them for clients and patients all the time. It's just personally not my thing, but they can be great to help you switch off. And I just always recommend trying a few because the voice or the tone or the whatever can be turn you off completely and you might get another one that's fabulous. So it is about just finding out what works for you, um, but they're sort of the few things that we, we aim for and start with. 
Yeah, no, so many great tips. Definitely lots for people to think about and try. The first thing I wanted to say is on the pen and paper. The reason I definitely am for that, because a lot of people might think, oh, I'm not really a writing kind of person, is if you go for your phone, then that's that screen in your face and that's ruining the, you know, the sleep. So if you generally don't write, there's a very good reason to make it an attempt at night at least. So don't shy away from just using notes all the time, you know, especially in that night window. And on the note of the meditation apps, I have used both. I've used Calm and Headspace. And my opinion is, I think it's great if you're just getting into meditation. I think there's so many great resources on there. There are a lot of different voices. So I'm very picky. I only like Andy from the Calm app or Headspace. I can't remember which one he's on. Um, So you do have to find the person you like, but they do have like really cool different things like the bedtime stories or like white noise music. So again, you've just got to kind of try and test. But if that's not your jam, like you can just YouTube, whatever. Like I've gone into this bit of a practice now where I'll just be like, I feel like I need to be grounded. morning so i'll just do a grounded meditation on youtube and there's so much like if you if you're thinking it somebody's thought it before you know yeah i love i always say like for youtube i'm like especially now there's so many like yogas and stretching and all these things like if you can't get to the gym or you don't know what to do but you feel like having a stretch or a meditation exactly that thing pop it into youtube it will be there like, yeah literally exactly what you're saying someone's <laughs> thought of it it's it's there just it's such an amazing resource for things like that yeah, absolutely. So do you have any uh, non-negotiable th- things that you do either morning and night that help you kind of stay balanced as, you know, your life goes forward? Um, I think like every day is different for me. So I definitely don't have a set um morning or evening routine or whatever that is i have a set week so my weeks are very similar but not on a daily basis Um, but my non-negotiables are exercise Um, i need to move my body Um, definitely that's what i described as like my running is my meditation time so that's when i get out and moving and sometimes that's a walk it doesn't always have to be a run but exercise for sure and water is a massive non-negotiable from a from a health and everyday point of view for me like I'm a big like three or four liter a day sort of a girl and I just think it makes such a big difference yeah I saw that before <laughs> now you <laughs> made me it. thirsty that's it yeah it's but it, again it's those simple things that are so simple to do that have a massive impact like water can be headaches it can be muscle tightness it can be energy it can be um hunger like it's just there's so many aspects of like dehydration so yeah water's a water's a non-negotiable um and exercise are probably my two big um non-negotiable and sleep like I, i can't deal with with lack of sleep so it's definitely that's my they're my non-negotiables i think yeah, I love that. And and particularly the thing you said at the start that no day is the same. I always like looking at your, I guess, habits or practices or regimes as like having a toolkit. So it's not as though you use every tool every day, but you know what you need over the span of your life or at least at this moment in your life to help you feel balanced, to restore your energy, to, you know, reset, whatever it is. So have that toolkit and, you know, be, be, uh, be comfortable being flexible with it. I think routines and regimens give us this sense that we have to be so linear every single day but like you've got kids I I mean I don't but I know that that means that every morning there's probably a whole new story and drama and delay and someone's late and someone's lost their homework you know things out of your control that mean you can't get to the gym in the morning or you can't do that run so being flexible I think is the key to staying as balanced as you can 
100%. And exactly like knowing that if you drop off that one thing that day, that's fine because you're still doing the 10 other things. That if you miss one day or something, that's okay. Um, and that when life is busy and hectic and crazy, if you just divert back to those few basic things, you're still doing okay. Like you're still doing a good job. Um, even if you're not doing all the things, you've got that base there. And I think that's the big thing is to show people that healthy can fit in with busy um, and it doesn't have to be these extra things on their plate it can just be the way that life is without being restricted like you can still live life and have fun absolutely now I did have uh, one final question and I'm not sure if it crosses over with some of the things you've just said but um, I know you were going to share with me four daily practices that can take your health from good to great so feel free to reiterate any if you've already just said them. But I, I mean, everyone wants to know how to take their health from good to great, right? Especially if they can do it on a daily basis. Yeah. And look, I think it is like a lot of the stuff that I've said, it is just doing the basic things and going back to basics and doing the things every day. So water, I think is a big one. People don't, in and in general, people don't drink enough water. So making sure you're getting watering can make a massive difference sorry and what's what's enough water what's what would be enough every everybody is different because it's based on your body weight um so this whole eight six to eight glasses i don't personally i don't think is enough i think most people need to be that two to three liter mark um and then if we're exercising even more than that yeah surely there'd be some calculator online where you could plug in your details and I know I've done a few and I think for like a 70 kilo person, it was like 2.3 litres or something like that. Um, But then it depends on how much you exercise as well. Size, exactly. So um, I just think that unless you're a very small person and you're not really exercising, most people are going to need more than that two litre mark. It's going to be more around that three. Yeah. so sorry so, yeah, you were water, saying and then no, no you're right <laughs> movement i think yeah non-negotiable and as i said that doesn't necessarily have to be hours long of exercise it can be moving while you're at desk finding five minutes to stretch um parking further away at the shops and going for a quick walk that sort of thing it doesn't have to be structured exercise just getting some movement in i think is key that's good to know from somebody who uh, does a 350-kilometre run for their movement. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. If you, I haven't done anything this week if it makes you feel better afterwards. Um, so, and then I would say sleep. Um, so that's basically the three that I spoke about, like my non-negotiables. I think that's sleep is so underrated as something that can make you function better. Um, and then I think breathing, like just taking time to stop and breathe like 10 minutes of slow, deep breathing is one of the best ways to take your body out of that fight and flight and into that rest and digest mode. So basically take your body out of stress mode and from a physical point of view. So if you can just start with a few minutes, set your timer on your phone and just literally close your eyes and do some slow, deep breathing. You can't do it wrong. You can do it anywhere. It's free and it can't just overdo has... it. <laughs> no, nah, exactly. So I just think... Yeah, breathing would be be number four as just as a really simple, easy thing that makes a massive difference as well. 
Yeah, and that's just a reminder to everyone listening to take three deep breaths now. But uh, the thing I love about that is if you you could then habit stack, right? So when you remember to do your breathing, you could then remember that's getting the chest up, rolling the shoulders back. You could also use that as a mental cue for posture. So set a couple alarms throughout your day to do those things. And then over time, I find they become second nature. Like I... Through, through doing Pilates and resistance training, obviously the breath is such a key part of, of making that movement just work. And I used to hold my breath a lot when I was doing especially heavy weights. And now that I breathe, it's like, wow, this actually helps the movement. And through doing that, it's now become like, I can feel my core expanding even when I'm walking, like it's just more engaged. So it's just a really, um, the more you do it, the more second nature will become. become aware, yeah. Absolutely. And that's the whole thing is like, the more you do it, the more it just happens. And then you can focus on the next habit or the next thing that you want to bring in or improve on. So it's just getting those basic things down without being like, being forced to them, they will just become second nature. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for anybody listening who maybe wants to, you know, engage your services further maybe come and see you in clinic if they're in wa in manning or potentially even follow your work online where's the best place they can reach out yeah so i hang out on instagram more than anywhere else which is uh dr amy brown um my clinic is bespoke chiropractic in manning in perth um and i have online programs that happen uh throughout the year as well so people aren't in perth uh, we have that happening so you can work with me through that but all the all the info is um on insta that's where i hang out the most all right beautiful well i'll definitely pop links to instagram and the website below but i just wanted to thank you so much for your time i know uh you probably got a lot lot to catch up on this week you've got a school pickup and all the rest of it going on so i really appreciate the time taken to share your knowledge and allowing me to get to know you today on the podcast my pleasure thanks for having me you're welcome When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.